Welcome to your favorite buy or try yearly West Virginia Sinclair podcast. I'm your good buddy, your pal, good old Amiga Aaron, joined by Gooder the Brent. I'd be the besterist. Oh, man. That's good old West Virginia Ingamalish right there. Well done, sir. <laughs> hey, it's been a while since we hopped into the R. Sinclair seats, Brent. Are you fired yes. up for some sweet, sweet, incredibly sweet R. Sinclair action? I can't wait to hate on ZX Sinclair. <laughs> you know, when you told me what you wanted to play this week, I'm not going to lie to you. I was not surprised uh, because of the subject matter. But we'll get to that in a moment. Now, uh, today's game has been oft compared to the classic game Zaxxon, uh, which appeared way back in the day of the arcades. I remember distinctly seeing uh, this game, Zaxxon, I should say, featured on Entertainment Tonight. It was so groundbreaking that it made the entertainment show. It was one of two video games I ever saw on there. Entertainment Tonight featured Zaxxon and Dragon's Lair, but Zaxxon actually got a lot of press uh, back when it came out. I know you were a tiny little lad back then. Do you remember seeing Zaxxon? Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I remember Zaxxon. You know what? Odd. I remember Zaxxon less for the graphics and the effects and more for the stick because it had one of those... Uh, it had one of the uh, big flight sticks. Yeah, yeah, the kind of the, yeah. Those that was they worked pretty well for that game. You know, that game was one of the first games that I ever saw that I was like, look at the graphics. We've hit it. You know, we've done it. If I had a nickel for every time I've said that, it's happened so many times where I couldn't believe the graphics of the isometric three. You know, false three D view. And Lord, how many games has that game spawned? It's one of those trailblazers that came that came out of nowhere and then got copied ad nauseum. But I thought Zaxxon was a pretty good game. I mean, right out of the gate. And I played a lot of still play it. I mean, was it a favorite of yours? Uh, I would certainly not call it a favorite. Really? I mean, Zaxxon's good. And I absolutely uh, respect a lot of the things Zaxxon's did. But I'm not a huge fan of isometric games. And I found the uh, height the up-and-down controls of Zaxxon to be very infuriating, especially when you're kind of doing the dogfight section. Yeah. Because uh, I never felt like I could line up. Now, back then, I didn't realize that when you lined up with something, there was a crosshair on it. An X, yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't know that back in the day. I just could never line up and shoot the things. It was very frustrating for me. It's one of the things about Zaxxon. That is one of the beefs against it was that uh, moving around, moving up and down in it was uh, difficult to gauge your height. And it wasn't it wasn't that they didn't put in a lot of stuff to help you. There's a gauge. They put crosses yeah. up whenever you are on the same level as enemy fighters. But uh, it's it's just that you're it's a free. It's hard to move freely in in in, in that world and, and understand the depth of, and position of of enemies given your viewpoint and that makes it tough but they i thought they did a and this was also uncharted territory i think they did a pretty good job uh for what they had to work with and and figure out it's funny and i always hated that uh if you've ever played zaxxon you start and going you start buzz bombing a base then there's a space area then there's another base and that space area was always my least favorite somewhere i lost all my guys out there it was the hardest part but i learned some tricks to get through it, one thing I like to do is just go all the way to the bottom and to the left and, and the just stay there spamming <laughs> the thing. One thing a lot of people don't know is if you kill planes on the first base, you'll have less planes to kill out in space. So there's also a strategy there. 
Uh, it is nice if you can kill all those planes, you get a bonus. So that's all that uh, I like that. But yeah, did you ever play much Super Zaxxon, which was a follow-up? I, I thought that was a default game. Ever. You, ever uh, nope. you know, Zaxxon's a game. I, it got remakes and redid a few times, but I don't think they really never necessarily made it better. I mean, I thought I really I like this. I like the beauty and the simplicity of the original. Uh, and uh, again, a game that was. Uh, often used as the basis for the games, which is why we're talking about it. Because this week, uh, Brent dug around, and and I'd have to say I, this is a game I hadn't played before, Brentster, and he came up with hate. That's H period, A period, T period, E period, hostile all terrain encounter. Now, <clears throat> this game, uh, of course, uh, as for the Spectrum, this was a game that was released in '89. And developed by an outfit called Vortex Software. They developed a couple things that, that I know, at least one thing me and Bo looked at, which was Deflector. They also did Alien Highway, Revolution, TTL. Uh, this was published by Gremlin. So, <laughs> no small uh, publisher there. And this was programmed by someone who's pretty famous, Costa Panayi. I think uh, Panayi. I think that's the way it's pronounced, but don't hold that against me. Of course... He's uh, pretty famous for doing Deflector, plus pretty much all the ones I mentioned above there. And I believe this was the last game that Costa did on the uh, on the ZX. Uh, this is, of course, for the 48K. <clears throat> Another thing this game is known for is that the uh, uh, it was also worked on by Ben uh, Daglish. He's a pretty big deal in the, in the uh, ZX community. So you had a pretty good pedigree on this thing, Brent. How'd you come across this, by the way, if I, if I may ask? I was looking just at uh, Spectrum Games because I knew we were trying to find something to, to play, and uh, I was like, "Hate!" I, I, you know, I had the list. I was scrolling through it. I was like, "Hate!" It's like, man, I don't hate the Spectrum. <laughs> I'm going to see what hate is, and I loaded it up, and it, that awesome intro screen. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm on board." I, so I chose it before I even actually played the game. <laughs> And then I played the game, and I was pleasantly surprised. You know, the intro screen is awesome. It's a big, beautiful picture of the of a uh, of of the of the hate fighter there, uh, which I, it's one thing I like about these uh, these sorts of uh, uh, things. You know, if you're watching at home, you can see. Look at it. it's got the it's got the uh, both the fighters you use in this. It's a real beautiful screen. Uh, the loading screens on the ZX were great. Uh, <clears throat> I should mention uh, the original price on this thing, Brent, was a mere. Eight pound ninety five p, so pretty reasonable. And this got several other releases. We're gonna get into this uh, a bit later. This got released on the Amstrad, uh, the Amiga, the Atari ST, and the Commodore sixty four. So this got multiple releases. Now, Brent, why don't you explain to everybody what exactly are you doing in this game? Hate you are traveling a a isometric landscape that has uh, about five or six levels of terrain, you know, going up and down and you're flying through it. So you feel like you, you kind of dip down into valleys and then you go up over mountains and you can't crash, which is the best thing yeah. ever because they could have easily added height in this game and made it super annoying, but they didn't do they that. Added a, if you go to a little bit of height. Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean like there's yeah, there is up and down travel. There's high but travel, not much. but you can't crash. Right, right, right. You can't crash yeah. into the that would have been a, that would have been horrible. Or I agree. Yeah. Uh, so it, so if you get too low, you just kind of skate across the right. bottom. 
uh, and you can max out, and then, of course, you just can't go any higher. So you start out this game, and you're in a fighter jet, and, and you uh, travel across the terrain, all the terrain, and pick up canisters. And if you don't have canisters and you get to the, the your base, you just blow up. I guess they don't lower the force field and let you in. So you uh, uh, travel landscape, of course, things that are attacking you. Some things are... Uh, uh, stuck on the ground so you can just fly over top of them uh but normally you're getting uh, chased by either uh other enemy jets or these mine objects and the mines are what you think of like when you see a sea mine it's got the big spikes protruding out and those actually will float up and down or bounce along the uh landscape so you have to move up and down to target them, which in this game, since the up and down uh, is not as prevalent as in something like Zaxxon, if you don't line up perfectly in the very beginning, you can just move up and down just a little bit and figure it out. It's not that huge, wide burst that you have right. in like Zaxxon. So you go along and you, uh, you sh- shoot these little depots and get canisters, and the canisters to serve two functions. Their score at the end of the level, and like I said, if you have zero, they won't lower the shields at the end, and you just hit the shields and blow up. I guess you didn't do your job, so you can't come in. Uh, but they also uh, have a sonic ring effect, where if you're carrying a canister and you get hit, instead of dying, you'll just lose a canister. And if you get hit having no canisters, you will just blow up. So you get to the first base uh, checkpoint, and you land your fighter jet. And then you just start driving out in a tank. And the tank, you can't go up and down, obviously. You can't fly up and down. But what you can do in the tank that you can't do in the fighter jet is move forward and back in the board. That's where your up and down becomes. And it's a completely different experience. Uh, the tank has a lot of things where one half of the board will be blocked off uh, with a mountainside, so you have to take the narrow path, and then the narrow path is always full of enemies. Another thing you can do in the tank that you can't do in the plane is pull back on the stick, and it will actually raise your cannon. And when you shoot, instead of shooting straight, you'll actually shoot in lobs. And it's not real useful, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. You can shoot higher up enemies, flying enemies. I never with did it that. Sometimes. By the way, I never used that. <laughs> I, mean, I knew you could. Yeah, but I, I never it, used it. it. Like I said, it's not super useful, it's neat, but it's though. neat yeah. that it was included. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, then when you get to the tank, as long as you have at least one canister at the end of the tank level, you park your tank and you get back in your plane and take off again, and it just repeats, repeats, repeats. I got to about stage. I think like sixteen. Oh, really? Uh, and then I didn't die. I just, I just quit. Did the canister? Uh, does the canister entry go up? Is there points where you have to have like two or three? I no, never got I that never. Far to where? I, yeah, I never had a, a point where I couldn't get in with just one I, canister. Seems like they said there were thirty levels. So there's. there's qu- oh, I wish I'd have known that. Like I said, the game is not overly difficult. Uh, it is something that you can pick up. Once you get the controls, uh, you should you'll you'll be blasting through the game in no time. Uh, I think 
on about my third or fourth game, like I said, I played to the point where I, I felt fulfilled and <laughs> then just moved on. You know, this game has a lot of... First of all, this game is a looker. It really shows off what yeah. the Spectrum can do. I mean, obviously, the Spectrum is not what a, a big color machine, but what it can do, it, it really shines in these isometric games, and this is one of the best. This, the, the, it's got a pretty decent... I mean, it's not the smoothest scroll you're ever going to see, but it's it scrolls nicely. It's good. I thought it was I mean, real Yeah, good. I mean, consider what you're looking at, and the shapes and stuff. I mean, it's actually... It's way more... The, the landscape is way more diverse than it is in Zaxxon. You're going up little hills and mountains. Like, for instance, there's alleys that appear. I mean, it's it's not like Zaxxon at all, where you're just always flat with just some walls. I mean, there's a lot more stuff here. Up in you know normally this is a turn off, but in the upper left corner there's like uh, the, the hate logo and it's cool look. I mean really stylized, and then yeah. you've got your scoreboard and stuff in the bottom in the bottom right. Uh, that and it what I like is it sort of slightly overlaps the the game, so it's it's almost like you're watching this from afar. It's a neat effect. Yeah. Uh, I really I gotta tell you I like this game a lot, <laughs> a lot. Did you play this with the keyboard or did you wire up a joystick to this one? Yeah, I played it with keyboard. This th- I I thought it was very comfortable. This with thing keyboard. has Kempston support, but I I went ahead and and, and just use the keyboard because I usually do. And once I got that, once I've got the habit of how to you know how the buttons worked, I didn't have any trouble. I really thought this was a fun game. It's funny; it took me a while to understand. I had to actually talk to Brent about. Uh, I didn't fully understand the concept of picking up the cylinders, uh, and I and it also I died a few times going across that finish line. I was like, couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, this game, it this game's not perfect. I mean, I love I love the way it looks, and I like the concept. I, I, any game where you get to play two different vehicles is cool. Me and you are both big fans of Silkworm and Swiv, and games like that, or even like something like a Spy Hunter. So I like the fact that you get to switch, and I like the fact that the two vehicles are have have some at least some subtle differences. You know? Oh, I thought they. Yeah, I definitely think they were different enough. Uh, where the tank is is obviously uh, stuck on the lowest thing. The terrain feels more interesting because you actually see your tank moving up and down with the train. Right, right. Also, the uh, the the plane never goes through any of the uh, valleys where you've got a hillside on one side. And I thought that was an interesting thing because this produces... I mean, I had probably six or seven enemies on the screen at the same time. Yeah. And uh, it gives you plenty to shoot at, which is nice. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really nice... Uh, uh, Really nice enemy count. Of course, this is a, a high-score game, and it tells you how much... It kind of hints on how much score you'll get if you can make it to the end with the amount of canisters you have. I thought that was kind of Yeah, that neat. was interesting. I, that was it confused the heck out of me at first. You know, uh, the the this game has a real... Now, maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but this thing has a real uh, slow crawl. I mean, you're, these one thing's about your jet and your tank. They're not going to win any awards for speed. They just oh, sort of yeah, lazily go over this terrain, you know. And all the other enemies are pretty lazy too, you know. You just kinda, it's 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 this is a game where you don't have to like. It's not manic, you know. It's not a manic, but I mean, and I think that's probably the knock against it. But I mean, really, Zaxxon was not mega manic either. So, well, I, I the I think the comparisons when this is Zaxxon, I can see why they're there. You know, but it really, in some, in a lot of ways, this is sort of a deeper game than Zaxxon in terms of uh, what yeah. you know what you've got going on. I mean, Zaxxon is pretty straightforward. This has got a lot more. There's a lot more subtle 
nuances to this game than you would see in a Zaxxon, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? This this game doesn't use speed as a difficulty measure. It uses amount of opponents and hazards on screen. Yeah. So, uh, and the amount of people on the screen never seen this. I mean, of course, now I'm emulating this right now. Uh, and by the way, fingers crossed. But my uh, my Unamiga headboard that has uh, ZX support should be coming this week, hopefully. But I had to emulate this. But I mean, I didn't see any sort of slowdown. Everything seemed to run. No, there was definitely clip. slow. Oh, down. did you see how much? You must have got a lot more yeah. enemies than I did. Uh, yeah. Whenever you get above, it, it's mostly because there's an enemy that you shoot that will split off into two additional enemies, yeah. and if you get a fleet of those and then shoot them all, but don't kill their little spawnlings, uh, it you can definitely notice a slowdown. Um, but even with that said. It was not. It was never so slow that it was um, detrimental. Uh, it was just your normal slowdown. I like the fact that uh, uh, that you've also got. Aside from the fact that you're shooting bad guys, you've also got to shoot like blocks and stuff to clear a path, which is yeah. cool. I will say the some of the you know I've got a problem with some bad guys in games where they where they just make these generic shapes up and they kind of come at you. But I will say this game. It has some stuff that you could sort of pretend that are enemies, but they some of the shapes they do. You mentioned those uh, kind of spiked ball looking things that kind of hover around and bounce. Or yeah, you can get a group of these things, and it is almost hypnotic to watch them. They kind of rotate, yeah. and are, it's real unusual. I don't think I've ever seen it quite like that on the spectrum. And I thought that yeah, was a neat all the effect. enemies have have fun little animations yeah. and designs. There was a lot of someone sat down and really put a lot of effort into uh, tweaking the little the little characters. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, as I mentioned, the guys that did this had a lot of had, had a lot of goodwill and and are popular. So I'm I'm wagering that their popularity uh, <laughs> came because they are awesome at what they do, and so that's what this was. By the way, just for fun, I'll, I want to mention when this game started. Were you puzzled why you couldn't move or do anything? Till the game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a, there's a long runway at the beginning. In fact, I think it's the only long runway in the game. The rest of them, these real small. No, there's several. Oh, oh the, the that length. It's the funny yeah. thing about uh, this spaceship is that you, is that you can uh, hit on, at, at the beginning. You've got this real long runway, but a lot of places the runway is like tiny, just maybe twice as long as the jet. Yeah. <laughs> he can still get up in here. Of course, at those speeds, he, he, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, what did you think of the sound in this thing? Uh, it, eh, you know, I, I was uh, one one quick thing about the runway thing. Yeah. If you look up in the corner, it actually says auto. Yeah, I saw to that. To signify yeah. that it's under auto control. Yeah. Uh, and that actually it, that was a good addition because uh, when I couldn't move, I was freaking out thinking I didn't know the controls, and then I noticed it said auto. I was like, okay, that makes sense because it does the beginning and end of every stage. Yeah, uh, takes it takes control, so it kind of parks the tank for you and takes the jet off for you. So all in all, I thought that was a, a welcome change, just for fun, uh, Brent. I uh, you know, as I mentioned, this was released on the Atari ST, the Amstrad, uh, the uh, and the Amiga, as well as the C sixty four, and so I had a look at those. Uh, uh, different versions here and i will say of course as you can imagine the uh you're going to get better colors you're going to get of course the amiga being a 16-bit machine you're going to get everything should be better you know but 
I'll have to say uh, that uh, I, while they do look sharper, you know, to a certain degree, I don't necessarily think visually it's a huge leap. I mean, to, you know, from looking at it. What do you think, Brent? Uh the problem I have with the Amiga version yeah. is they were in in the uh, ZX Spectrum version. It has a tile set, and it's very yeah. clearly a tile set, and it kind of looks uh, spacey, yeah, and, and futuristic. The Amiga doesn't have a tile set; they have dirt and land. I mean, and it still what that looks like squares though and stuff. Well, I mean, well, no, not in the dirt section. It's not as pronounced. I'll grant you that. And the problem with that is that it doesn't. The ridges and stuff don't look as well defined. Now the plane section, it, they look fine, but it's the uh, the tank sections that I really have a problem with it. Also, none of the versions. I mean, they all run pretty slow. Yeah. Actually, I think the Spectrum version is probably one of the faster ones. It's funny. It, I, and I didn't, I will say, uh, I didn't look at the ST or the, I did look at the answer. The answer, it looks like the answer once again got struck with the ports from its cousin, uh, the Spectrum, because they looked very similar. Uh, but the uh, the other two, the Amiga and the uh, and the C64, I look, I watched some playthrough footage from them, and you're right. They, again, they don't run at a, what I would call a fast clip. I think uh, 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 they look different. I mean, they obviously are the same game. I don't. I don't necessarily see the need to go from one to the other. It's like if uh, I don't think I would just kick. The, in fact, I'd say the CCC or the uh, ZX Spectrum port would hold up against any of these in terms of the gameplay. I think they all yes. got the same sort of roots, but you know, they still look good. You know, the Amiga one looks has, has some you know some nice. Some nice shading and whatnot. But, I mean, it's also weird to see the Amiga even run in a game like this. It's just kind of odd. Yeah. And none of them added any sort of backgrounds. I mean, even the Spectrum has, like, a space scene in the back, sort of. Up right. Up in the corner. And these don't have anything. They're just completely black. Kind of weird. You know, it struck me as odd. Uh, I, I would say the... I, I don't know what this was originally uh, designed on. I think it was uh, designed I, on the on the Spectrum first. I'm pretty sure that was its, its system of origin. Yeah, and in my opinion, everything else was kind of a, a get-it-out-money grab because it definitely seems to play faster and smoother on the Spectrum than anything else. I uh, um, looked up some, some reviews on this, Brinster, see how see how people liked it. So, uh, your Sinclair gave this a 90. Uh, it liked it. It said it was a brilliant shoot-em-up and worth, uh, worth a play. 30 levels for 8 quid. What a deal. Uh, the game, the games machine, it gave this an eighty. Uh, they didn't like the monochrome, the monochrome graphics. Where have they been? Because that's they're all like that. That they, that was something they pointed out in the article. <laughs> Crash uh, gave this a seventy-eight. Uh, it it says it's sort of repetitive, and uh, it could be. That's fair. Yeah, it it, it is. You know, it it is a little competitive, repetitive, and uh, Ace. Gave this a 64. They called it hugely unoriginal, uh, and they said that the uh, the system, the lies per level system, means the game could go on for too long, and it gets repetitive. And so, and the with levels constantly being replayed, and that and which is which that can't happen if you don't get the cylinder limit. So, what where do you feel staying on this thing, Brent? Overall, what's your final thought? Uh, I I think this is worth emulating if you uh have the ability or worth uh playing if it's available to you 
Um, the difficulty is low, and I think that is Which is unusual uh, unfortunate. For, a Spectrum, for a Spectrum game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I, it definitely offers enough to warrant loading it up and giving it a play. Because I had my, as I played it, I had fun with it. I, uh, are you going to spend hours on it? No. But yeah. th- I think you could easily get 30 minutes out of this and have fun and see something, uh, the Spectrum in a light that, I mean, sure, they have a lot of isometric games, uh, but I, I felt this was a, a very unique take on the Zaxxon isometric kind of thing. It's funny. I thought this game was a near miss. I mean, I really liked it, but I think this could have been a great game. And yeah. the things that they dropped the ball on, and we've got to consider, I mean, this was 89, so they knew what was going on. It's not like that's a, that's, that's a fairly late release uh, for the Spectrum. But uh, I, this is another one of these games we always talk about uh, with the with Spectrum Next out. This would be a great game to revisit because you could really spice the levels up considerably. And really not need a whole lot more horsepower. I'd like to see more, like, obstacles. Uh, I'd like to see uh, uh, some variants in the levels. Maybe even take that jet and go out in the space, or like Zaxxon. It would be kind of neat uh, to try something like that. So, But overall, I, I really enjoyed this game. It was a surprise uh, to me. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed playing it. And it's one I'll actually probably go uh, go back to, uh, Brinster. Uh, and as much as I hate to say this... Yeah. Horrible title. Why? Hate is a horrible title. Right, but this. it stands for something cool. But it doesn't matter. No one knows what it's what it stands for when you look at it. Get it. Your I, I think. Uh, no, I, I think that uh, it doesn't fit the game. That's for sure. That's what I'm saying. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, I, I mean, it, the word hate. If you if you spell it all out, you know the uh, what was the whole thing? The uh, 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 hostile all-terrain encounter. That makes sense. That part. Not really. Well, I mean, it is all-terrain because you're going on. You got the plane and the and the thing. Something else that would have been neat. This is a, a much bigger ask. Simultaneous two-player. A la. Uh, oh no! Why? Come on, because it'd be fun. So one guy. No. You got two vehicles, man. Let it go. I no, think I, I don't think that would add anything to the game. I think it would be fun. My personal opinion. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for uh, checking us out today on R. Sinclair. Uh, we're going to try to start pumping these out a little more regularly. Uh, and uh, we'd like to thank uh, all of our friends, all the Patreons, all the people that support us. Uh, we will be back again next time with another interesting title. And until then, I bid you all a fond adieu.